2: We're going to talk about it, and then we're going to talk to Kurt Miller and Karen Bryant, head coach and general manager, about everything Los Angeles Sparks. Specifically, I have my eye on some key indicators, and so do they. Locked on women's basketball starts now. for
3: the win. You are locked on women's basketball your daily podcast on women's basketball.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. So many of you keep showing up, And so do we six days a week. Make sure you're subscribing at YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course it is not just me. It is the incredible team all together at Lockdown Women's Basketball. Come to you from the next, the next where we have over a hundred reported pieces every single month. Were you with us this past weekend? Did you get the chance to see our incredible team fan out across all-star weekend and give you everything you needed to know I hope you did, and I hope you subscribe, $9 a month, $72 a year, thenexthoops.com, where we cover past, present, and future of women's basketball. Los Angeles Sparks certainly qualify for all three, an original franchise in the WNBA, part of the past, at the present, some fascinating what Karen Bryant called silver linings, and I think that's a really good way of describing it in the future is bright. And we're gonna talk in segment one about some of the reasons for that. And then in segment two, you're gonna hear from Karen and Kurt uh, and and everything that they had to say about some of the things we're talking about here. And I wanna start with the fact that records are very often lagging indicators, but I think particularly in this case, the Sparks, 7 and 13 at the halfway mark. And by the way, kudos to Karen Bryant and Kurt Miller for coming out, being accountable. It hasn't been the best season. They were the first to tell you that. And they came to answer any and every question that every media member had to talk about what they think is going right, what's gone wrong, what needs to change, and what they're excited about. So that's what grows the game. Not just showing up when you're winning, showing up, period. So Kudos to them for that. But 7-13, and 13, that is very misleading as it relates to what the Sparks are and what they can be. And I'll just say to you, this number blew my mind. I knew how many injuries they'd had. But just for example, the New York Liberty, they've played 18 games. Four of their starters have played and started all 18 games, started 18, and Sabrina Inescu has started 16. You compare that to the LA Sparks, Neko Wilma has started 19 games, not a full complement, not the full 20, but she leads the team. Jordan Canada started 18. They didn't even know whether Jordan Canada was going to be the starting point guard at the start of the year. Hamby has started 16. Carly Samuelson, and we're going to get to Carly too, has started 10 games already. Everyone else in single digits. Kurt talked about the fact that he's played 12 lineups in 20 games. Just an absurd amount of change within what was already changed, a new GM, a new head coach, lots of new players. Trying to figure it out on the fly and yes, that affects continuity in games, but Kurt's talked about the fact that it affects the ability to practice. There's a lot that we don't know. So I want to talk about a couple of things that we do know. And number one, and this can't go without saying, Nekra Blumke is having the best year she has had since 2016 when she won the MVP. When And this is just a mind-boggling stat. Her true shooting percentage of 73.7% was the highest of any player in WNBA history, ever, ever. It's incredible in a year that the Sparks won it all, 2016. Maybe the, maybe the Lynch were the better team on paper, and certainly we could talk about that final minute in 2016. For <laughs> That could be its own podcast. I don't just mean episode. It could be its own podcast. But NECA is playing as we are here in the middle of 2023, every bit as well as she did that year. And it's incredible. And so that says again, and I don't know that the Sparks knew this coming in, they don't just have a star in NECA at okay, they have somebody you can continue to build around. Which is asking a lot of anybody here, well into their career, well, well into her second decade. But the two biggest ones for me are Jordan Canada and Carly Samuelson. So start with Jordan. I've had the privilege of covering Jordan since she was a point guard for Tori Close at UCLA. She's always been smart, she's always been able to play bigger than her five, six frame. Shooting's been the issue hitting threes enough to keep the defense honest, making sure that you're hitting enough in your mid-range to be able to be a true three-level scorer. She's an incredible distributor and has always been. But look at what she's doing this year. Jordan Canada, a career year across the board, shooting 32.7% from three. And you say, all right, well, that's about lead average but she's a 20% career three-point shooter. Now, she could do it in college, but she struggled with this throughout her pro career. She's not only hitting those shots, but she's taking almost three a game. A lot of this comes down to having the confidence, being a willing shooter. It just comes from getting in the gym. Overall, she's shooting 40%. Again, she doesn't have to be Sylvia Fowles level efficiency or Neko K level efficiency. But she's hitting almost 43% of her twos. She's doing it all over the floor. You look at her shot chart and there's nowhere where you say, oh, geez, you can leave Jordan alone there. You can't do it. She's put in the time. It's working. Karen Bryan talked about the fact that she's found the joy, which is evident in talking to her. And Jordan Canada, let's not forget, signed effectively a veteran minimum contract this past offseason, she's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Los Angeles Sparks may have found their point guard. That is a big deal in this league. As anyone could tell you, as frankly, the Sparks could tell you since the moment Chelsea Gray signed in Las Vegas. It is not easy to come by. And then we've got to talk about friend of the program, Carly Samuelson. I just want to clarify something amazing to me. I was talking before we came on the air today. Carly Samuelson, from the perspective of free agency, is in very much a no man's land. By virtue of being a replacement contract first for a couple of injuries, and it was a hardship. And now, of course, converted to Um, a rest of season, but hardship replacing Katie Lewis-Hamerson, who is related, of course, and her pregnancy, whether she gets the years of service toward becoming what would normally be a restricted free agency year for her is very much unknown. And that affects both sides. That affects her ability to go out and get a new contract. And that affects Los Angeles's ability to have the rights to her, to be able to negotiate with her. Now, by all indications, both sides are very happy with what's happened here and as well they should be. I mean, (laughs) she is shooting remarkably well this season. And and let's just be clear, 47.5% from three but she's hitting 53% of her twos. She's at 93.8% from the free throw line. I mean, this is an incredible year. Jordan, by the way, is at 92.6. It's like they, they both drank Elena Deladon serum or something. But Carla Samuelson has established herself as a WNBA player, which if you've watched her, if you've covered her the way I have, dating Matt to Stanford is not a surprise, but really significant. These are silver linings in the future. There is just no question about it. And so, yeah, I'm curious. And and we talked, Kurt and I talked about what success looks like in, you know, the wins and how they matter. But, oh, I got to tell you, Jordan Canada and Carly Samuelson have done some really important things about the future of the LA Sparks, not just the present. So, Before we go any further, we'll talk about them in segment two. But first.
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Very excited to talk to you guys about prize picks. And the thing about prize picks, keep in mind, is that it is daily... Fantasy. It is a contest and a really interesting contest where you control so much of it. What do I mean by that? Well, look, every single day you have the opportunity to pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the prize pitch projection, you win or lose. You can win up 25 times your money on any entry. You're not going up against other people, you're going up against yourself, against the projections. Now, they offer projections on any sport that you watch. When I say that you watch, I am very specifically talking to you Locked On Women's Basketball uh, listeners. It's not just NBA. It's WNBA. It's not just men's college basketball. It's women's college basketball. There's an equality here that really matters. So, Download the PricePitch app or go to PricePitch.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit 100, Price pitch will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price pitch will give you 50. So don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. So without further ado, I want to bring you what Kurt Miller and what Karen Bryant had to say about the Los Angeles Sparks. KB, Kurt, good to see you both, and thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, i got one for each of you, if I can. Um, KB, if we could start with just uh, Jordan and Carly, who are two players who, like you said, have come in with... Uh, There was very little promised, and you know there wasn't necessarily any kind of guarantee as far as their roles. And I'm wondering as you think about them within the framework of what you're building here, you know, they're both going to be obviously you know one's a UFA, one's an RFA um, as part of what you'd like them to be in the years to come.
4: Yeah, I think when we talk about adversity and how it presents opportunities, I think my goodness those those two among others have really stepped into an opportunity. And, and as Kurt said, you know um, we were very clear with Jordan. She was going to have to come in and compete and she earned her role as our starting point guard and could not be more proud of her. And we met with her recently and she's proud of herself, which I think is great. And I think sometimes that's hard for players to admit, but she put in the work in the off season and just the way she's shooting the ball. She came in early today and was putting up shots with Carly and I think at one point she made like seven or eight in a row um, from deep three. So it's just, it's, it's great to see how much she's reinvested. And I think she posted recently on social that she's found the joy in the game again. Like that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's a lot of what this is about the journey that we're all on and doing everything you can, but to, to bring the joy back into this work. And it's, it's a grind. We all know that this season has been especially a grind, but man, when you can, When you can find the joy that's that's what helps unleash i think everybody's greatest potential but but really proud of all of our players those two in particular and um you know there's there's a lot to be excited about and and there have been some surprises for this build in terms of how a lot of these players have stepped up and shown what they're capable of when given opportunities and given more minutes and um you know as we continue to see every day as an investment in tomorrow and in the future. Um, I just think that ROI that's coming back and how we're investing in these players in our culture um, we're, seeing, we're seeing every day. But we had, a, we had a team meeting today where we talked about a lot of you are, are gonna be a part of the core of what we wanna do and sustainability and, and continuity is a really important part of building success. And I just think as hard as this season has been, boy, the, the, the list of silver linings is really long.
2: Yeah. No, I I,
5: think- I I will add Howard that you know unsolicited in recent individual meetings with both of them unsolicited they talked about wanting to be in LA and and you know keeping roots in LA and so that's really exciting when it's unsolicited yeah. and you know talking about the future you know my focus is Minnesota um, yeah. but it's fun when two core pieces that are going to be free agents. Uh, you know, talk about they want to be here and they like what's happening and they, you know, see something special building. When that's unsolicited, that's really fun. And so excited about those two. And uh, it's a long way off. And and a lot of things, you know, I'm not naive to think things can change, uh, but really excited that they verbalize this. They verbalize what's happening. They verbalize sparks. So um, excited about both of their futures.
4: And yeah. one of the things I, I love is that, you know, we we all chose to be here um, and or at least most of us. Some players were acquired in different ways. But, you know, those of us that are here uh, as we started the season, were really intentional about wanting to invest in what it meant to build. And, you know, it, it, as recently as just the, the team meeting a few hours ago, it's like talking about what that has meant and how that's unfolded and that we knew it wasn't gonna be easy, um, but we know it's gonna be worth it. And that's that's I think a key key message for all of us is keep pouring in, pouring in the process, pouring into each other and the dividends will be there. And they already are there. We're, we just have to make sure we're continuing to measure them in lots of ways, but the wins, the wins are gonna come. We're gonna to continue to focus on just pouring in, but you have a lot of players that have continued to reiterate that they wanted to be here. They still wanna be here and they wanna be a part of what we're building here in LA. And and that makes me super proud and super optimistic about our future.
5: And with both of them announcing where they're going, Mm -hmm. I asked KB 10 minutes ago, (laughs) Jordan's going to Melbourne. I'm like, KB, do I get to go to Melbourne? (laughs) And and Carly's going to London. Melbourne and London are really, really on my destination now in the winter time. And I just asked her, uh, probably 10 minutes ago about we are going to melbourne right so um you know fun 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 stuff for the future
2: i mean congratulations in advance on your off season that sounds like yes a- exactly yeah
4: lots of lots of miles and we got a we got another young kid down in australia and shinny swain and obviously talbot and stuff is recuperating and looks great on film and um so yeah it, i we got we got a lot of work to do um, still in this second half. I lo- We look forward to kind of the huddle at the end of the season to really talk about the, the third and fourth quarter of what we're doing here in 23. But it but it's hard to not have an eye toward kind of where we're going and and building on what what has been, you know, a lot of silver linings and some success. If you if you look deep enough and you're in the positions we're in, there's a lot to be really pleased about.
2: Totally. And, and Kurt, from your perspective, just sort of a one uh, small bore thing and one where I want to take you back a little, if I could. The Jordan true shooting percentage being the best of her career, you know, KB talked about there's a joy that goes into it. I'm just wondering, are you seeing things mechanically? Are you seeing choices that are making that are differences? It's across the board. It's not any one area where she's really doing it. It's really everywhere on the court this year.
5: Yeah, I think there's a consistency. She's put the work in um, there, you know, repetition, uh, you know, Danielle Viglione, who was also at AU with her, you know, it's a mindset that she knows she has the green light and, you know, talking about uh, giving some shots up to getting better shots, but I, it, it, she's put in the work and there's consistency, the repetition. Um, again, like she, she has the mechanics to be a much better shooter than what her early career numbers say. So just excited that it, it, it's come together for her and look forward to seeing what the second half holds. And it's then-
4: interesting you bring that up, Howard, because in our player, we met with all the players as part of the part of our midseason check in. And in our meeting with Jordan, we talked about true shooting percentage and talked about that being the metric that we're really focused on with her other than some of the obvious ones with the point guard, but, um, and she wasn't aware of that. So it was fun to share that with her and have her show some pride in keeping that up. Cause I think that can
2: continue to be a real differentiator for, for Jordan. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and the other part, Ker, that I want to take you back to, I know you're focused on Minnesota, but 2016, you guys start two and 10 in Connecticut, you finish 12 and 10. And I'm wondering how much you've reached back to that moment, to that period of time as a means of being able to motivate uh, your team. And also just to kind of remind yourself that, you know, this is temporary and the wins will come.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that first year in Connecticut, certainly a build year in, in you look at that last 22 games or, or thereabouts, we were in the top quadrant um, with our finish. And so, While we fell short of the playoffs, there was a lot of momentum that built to then what happened um, those next six years in Connecticut. Was the second half of that first year was the momentum that really carried us into six straight playoffs and then those last four years in the semifinals or finals. Um, It all started with a good second half finish that we were really proud of. We were not in the playoffs but we are proud of that second half. And so can we build that in this second half? Now, our schedule is difficult. Uh, We're on the road. Uh, We play some of the monster teams out east. Um, It's not going to be easy, but if we can build some of the momentum, regardless where we finish in in the standings, it is identical to what has happened throughout my career, Bowling Green, Indiana, Connecticut,
3: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: That's it for Locked On Women's Basketball. We will be back with you tomorrow and six days a week. Again, make sure you subscribe at YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm Howard Meddahl wishing you a wonderful Tuesday. Welcome to
3: for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.